Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Episode two of the new series, gentlemen. You all right? Very good, Chris. Good. Are you? Yeah. Tony Pulis? Yes, we were good, didn't we? Brilliant. Great way to start well, the series, way. I think. Yeah, we hope you're all well. Need to find that. I tried to find it earlier. The, he's laughing meme from his interview and watch the podcast and he just does it he's followed by the laugh in it. His, uh, his it's a proper laugh he messaged me to say that uh, his wife's listened to it and she enjoyed it so that's all that matters waiting thumb- for a payment though from the swear jar mm. you need to I send, actually think he was being serious person, wasn't he yeah order. I think we get a thumbs up from Mrs Pulis We've won, haven't we? I've seen uh, Jonathan Woodgate and Matt Jarvis getting involved in the stories. I know some of the creases. I've seen three different times seven. that he got brought off. 7, 18, 27. So, but either or. I think even at 27, it's a, <laughs> it's a brave decision to fetch a yeah. England international former <laughs> Newcastle, Real Madrid, Leeds. If you're having a, if you're having a shocker, he's having a shocker, isn't it? Well, what's the point in waiting to half time? Could have been 10 men. Like he said himself, good decision there, Gaffer. Good decision. He knew what was coming. <laughs> i tell you what, on managers, by the way, i tell you what is uh, interesting. What about this fella in uh, Germany? Go on, tell me about this fella in Germany. Is it France? <laughs> so basically what's happened is John's overheard <laughs> us three talking about what we could talk about and tried to hijack it and got the country wrong. <laughs> is it France? France, yeah. What about this? We'll start again. What about this? Fuck- no, we're not starting again. What about this? Fuck- we're not starting again. What about this fucker in France? From Preston. Yeah. Well, born in Belgium in Preston. That's it. Now I'm done. I'm done with it. What's he doing? He's not got his UEFA license, but he's managing. Um, who's he managing? Lille. At a guess. Rennes. Nah. Yeah. Ren. Ren. What Maybe. a sack of shit we are, man. We at least I <laughs> don't even know what club he's managing. <laughs> but that's not the, the important bit, is it? So he hasn't got his official pro license or summer. They're paying twenty twenty thousand pound a week for every game that he manages, but they're absolutely flying. Are they in the top of the managing well, they're like tenth. What? <laughs> no, but there's only twelve teams in the league, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, but he's only taken over from Christmas and I think they've played nine games and I think they've lost one game in them nine. They're still in a relegation dogfight and they're gonna be peppered. There's not that many teams in that French league, you know. The mid table. There's 20 teams. So it, I don't think there is. In fact, I know there is. <laughs> but over here, I'm not sure what the rules are over there, but anybody can be a manager over here, regardless of what qualifications you've got, as long as somebody on your backroom staff has got that rascal bit of paper. The, the way for the, the, yeah. the, oh, so why do they not ship somebody in? Who's that's what it? I mean. I don't know what the rules are over there. Right. Oh, so I, so I could ma- technically manage a, a Premier League club, so yeah. as... I know somebody in my staff's got the UEFA Pro license. Mm-hmm. So you just yeah. have them. I might apply at Leeds. <laughs> so yeah. get in. It's a load of shit anyway, isn't it? Them coaching well, badges. That, that. That's the point I was going to make. So he's picked them up from second bottom. He's took them to third bottom at 20 grand a game. You've got to have a certain standard, don't you? Yeah, but I, I don't know. But the fact that he's doing so well just proves that. Do you really need all these badges? Man management, John. 
football manager has put it down to. Has he? Mm. But it's not, it's not a plumber at all, is it? He's been in football, hasn't he? No, no. Um, Lancaster University. And then he ended up doing the youth team in Preston. And then he's gone to France. And then ended up being, being doing the youth team in France. And then they've given him top job. Have they given him a permanently now? Or was it caretaker job? You're asking me too many questions <laughs> for how much knowledge I have about this situation. You fucking fetched him up. You did. No, he came in the wrong country. Before we started this, before we started this, he fetched him up. And I thought, I'll bring, it, I'll bring it up. But all the best to, to Renz. <laughs> in your relegation dogfight costing you fucking 20 odd grand a year <laughs> at what point does it become expensive though <laughs> fucking 90 grand a month yeah that's, that's but if they're winning they're winning every week I know but the worst thing about it is mate they're having a good cup run it's going to find every cup game and all <laughs> they're in Johnston Paint they're in Coca-Cola Cup and they're in FA Cup the equivalent of well it's where coming yeah, from Preston and doing, doing the job in France just because you're from Preston, does that mean you're not, 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 well, no, he doesn't manage. Know the, just he's never managed before. Yeah, yeah, in general. I mean, going into a club and not managing before is bad enough, but in a, into a foreign country as well. Has he picked up the lingo? Well, I think he's from Belgium. Is he born in? No, we're going far too much. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm pretty sure he was born in Belgium, grew up in Preston. So we'll know the lingo being born in Belgium. I'll tell you what I might start doing. I might become a Ren supporter. And watching them on my VPN, seamless that way. It? <laughs> well, so Absolutely well, fucking beautiful. Seamless. In but fact, I'm probably don't manage Ren. Seamless uh, <laughs> 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 otherwise. So we've got the different country. We've got Ren, which is no, and we had Lille, which is also no. Yeah, Rem. That's what I said. Rem. No, you said Ren. Rem. <laughs> but if I was going to watch them, I'd use my Nord VPN, the best in the business, fastest in the land, no buffering. And if, you want, if you're using your subscription services, we'll not mention names, but certain subscription services, you can get them cheaper. What's the security like? Your location. Security is unbelievable. You can lock up your passwords, your bank details, anything. You know it's all secure. And as always, we've got an unbelievable offer. This is, this is where we're coming to us all this time. Exclusive NordVPN deal. Go into nordvpn.com slash kosh and get this. You get 30-day money-back guarantee. All you're going to do is go to nordvpn.com slash cost. You get a massive discount, humongous discount. That big? No, 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 bigger than that. Bigger than that. What do you look at him for? <laughs> that big? That big. Jesus. <laughs> and a 30-day money-back guarantee. So all you're going to do, follow the link in the description or go to www.nordvpn.com slash cost. Honestly, there's people in Venezuela now and all they're talking about trying to watch Ren and they're no. like where's this lad looking for him outside not there all they're talking yeah. about in Venezuela is, is fucking Happy Valley <laughs> honestly he's talking town in Venezuela because they've been using the NordVPN get yourself involved who have we got this week? Davy Edgar can I call him Davy or not? yeah too familiar no I think he's a friend of the show listens but yeah he was a bit of a boy wasn't he? yeah I think he'd uh, of all the clubs he could have signed for Newcastle were right up his street weren't it with the not the football bit, but the, the nightlife and and he's invited us to Canada. If only there was a World Cup taking place in the next couple of years. Oh fucking hell, yeah. <laughs> sorry, love. I'm really sorry, but we're at the Euros next uh, next summer, and then we're off America and Canada for <laughs> four weeks. <laughs> you, you just sort the kids out, no bother, can't you? Imagine how fucking big you come back from America. Uh, no, portion sizes. I think that'd come back. It'd come from America. <laughs> Muffin top. In a puffer jacket. Uh, saying, can you imagine how that. <laughs> imagine the size uh, of the muffin on that. 
Honestly. You have to buy some fucking clothes over there and all for when you're coming back. Should we, uh, should we get him in then? All the way from Canada. Fez message you with a few bits? We did, I didn't even word him up. He just came straight into the DMs. <laughs> Ask Edgar when someone allegedly pinched a lass's phone out of her bag when he was with the youth team and their mate, Matty Jones. Fucking Matty Jones was in the back of the van, yeah. <laughs> so it was a proper job. <laughs> back of the van? Well, he's not kidnapped No, yet. well, no. So it was just, it was just stupid. Remember Blue Bamboo? Yeah, so we, remember it was Wally. Wally ended up, I was with some bird and then there was a phone. I took it, gave it to someone, like an idiot. I didn't want it, it was just something I did, just an idiotic mistake. This is Mark Walton. Mark Walton, and uh, Matty Jones was his mate. And he ended up there, and my mate from school, because I ended up going to school, Mark Brown was there. And uh, How old are you here? Like, so well, I was 16 in Blue really? Bamboo. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thumbprint and everything, wasn't it? <laughs> but yeah, so I gave, it to, I gave it to, just handed it off to Mark Brown, who had nothing to do with it. Next thing you know, a bouncer grabbed us, and I didn't know what was going on, and he just went, yeah, who's got this SIM card? And I was like, what are you talking about? Because I didn't have it in my possession at the time. Just an idiotic thing to do, and next thing you know, we're being handcuffed and walked down the, the bottom of the big market into the back of a van, and Matty Jones was in there shitting himself. So a I, was just honest. I was just honest when I got there and said, listen, yeah, I did. I, it was a mistake, I'm sorry, and they let me off. So if you took the phone and then somebody thought, I'm having a SIM card? Must have done. So when I handed it, they must have got rid of the SIM card, but it was one of those Nokias back in the day, so you slide it off oh. and then out. So, 16, silly. 16, yeah, could yeah. have, yeah, could have been did, finished then. Did it go back to Diggs or anything? So Diggs never, well, I don't think that Diggs found out because I called my uncle at the time. My uncle, my mom's brother, lived in like Houghtony Spring, and I told him to come instead of calling my Diggs. If I called the Diggs, it was finished. Yeah, I would have been well, yeah. Diggs, Diggs were pretty straight as, the, straight as the die, so they would have said, they would have told the club, and that would have probably been it. And that, that would have been, pack your bags off your pocket. I'd say. Uh, at the time, 16, I didn't really think of that. My dad was pretty adamant that that was going to happen. I mean, yeah. my parents are back in Canada. My dad called, like, I got a knock on the, on the cell in the middle of the night. I'd, I'd fallen asleep. I got a knock on the cell, and the guy goes, Mr. Edgar, your dad's on the phone. I went, fucking no chance. He's back in Canada. And I answered, and he went, fucking... Tell the truth. Just tell him what happened. You'll be okay. I went, okay. I was honest about it and luckily, got, luckily they yeah, let me off. Yeah. I don't think that would have been you, though, if I got back to the club. You nah, slap the wrist. I know, but yeah. Hindsight, who knows? It's just. They were led across the big market in handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's part, that's part was. I was wearing a. Remember the Lakers jerseys? So I was wearing a bright yellow Lakers jersey with a white t shirt underneath handcuffs like that and someone's shout my name I was like oh don't look up here back of a, like the riot van and everything and Maddie Jones I remember Maddie Jones was saying he was like what are we gonna do I was like well you've done you've not done anything neither of the other two had actually done anything wrong it was me who did it and handed it to them and uh, I just went well just I don't you guys tell the truth I'm, do what you have to do I'm I'll just tell you you guys had nothing to do with it so did you get a warning then I think I had a yeah I believe it was a caution yeah, Bullshit. and the police officer said, because of your honesty, you Let were, off. Uh, yeah. We all make mistakes, don't we? To be fair, you know, if you're 16 in a nightclub in Newcastle and Pencils you're trying and to keep a low profile, 
The yellow Lakers top is the perfect thing to wear. as <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous, yeah. Air Force Ones, I don't think it would be perfect. Yeah. Back, <laughs> snap back. Backwards. No, not then. Not then. I think, uh, <laughs> I think I had the Dax wax on. <laughs> uh, did your dad play for Newcastle? Yeah, my dad did. Keeper? Yeah, he was a goalkeeper, 73, 74. Right. Yeah, so he had one game for Newcastle, was FA Cup quarterfinal against Derby County when they were, when they were awesome. Got beat 4-2. He was a goalkeeper. And two of the goals ended up on 101 greatest goals. <laughs> it's unbelievable. We watched it every Christmas. Yeah. And he was, on, uh, he was on Match of the Day, I think he said for five or six years. You know the introduction of Match of the Day? Because he was lining up a goal. He was lining up a, sorry, a free kick. And the guy whipped it in the other top bin. And he's flying across like that. So, <laughs> to be fair. I can understand sitting down at Christmas to watch two, you, two goals if you'd scored them. Yeah. But if your keeper conceded them. At least there 100 best bloopers. Yeah. yeah. And to yeah. be fair, when you say, yeah, my one appearance, I conceded four, but two are worldies. Yeah. They're actually there on tape. Yeah, yeah you've got, Everybody said you've that got one the proof then. in the pudding. Yeah. yeah he said yeah. he never wanted to be a goalkeeper anyway. He said he was, <laughs> said he was a centre half, just too slow. Kind of <laughs> like me. We've had a few multi-sportsmen on, but 800 metre runner, 1500 metre runner, long jump. Ice hockey. Ice hockey. Yeah. Bit of everything. I guess so, yeah. The, yeah, the, the school stuff was, I mean, it wasn't, it's not the most athletic country in the world. I wasn't at the most athletic school, but the ice hockey was, was proper over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, was, Decent. I, was, I was pretty good, yeah. I know, there'll be a few people out there laughing now because I've told this story before, but it was, I, played, I was probably a better hockey player than, than footballer. Again, not saying much, but it's... Uh, Did you have a, a choice at, at some point? Yeah, actually, man? so when I, when I was here between... It was grade eight and grade nine, where you go like elementary school to high school in Canada. I spent the entire summer here training with Newcastle. Uh, I think it was at Borough for a bit. I went up to Rangers and Celtic, trained a bit, just to kind of embrace myself in, in the environment. Um, but the year that I was going into hockey was the biggest year. It was your draft year. So when you get drafted to the OHL, which is prior to the NHL, and I was most likely going to be drafted. Uh, so the manager, the, the ice hockey manager was calling my nans because I was staying at my nans for the six weeks and he was ringing me, which was like, it was kind of a big deal. And I, and then, but once I was there and I, I oh, sorry, once I was here and embraced in, in the football, I, I made the decision easy. I just said, no, nah, I'm done. So that was it. Just focus on the football. I'm assuming then your dad still had links at Newcastle, mm -hmm. new people. Did you have family over here? Yeah, so basically my entire family are Geordies. Uh, my dad emigrated over. He played for New York Cosmos with Pele, actually. And then well, my dad... I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, played with Pele. I, think, I thought I was going to slip under the radar then. Your dad played with Pele. Yeah. Yeah, so signed Pele strip straight off his back from the New York Cosmos. Like, good luck, Pele. We've got, yeah, so my, my dad wasn't too happy when my sister pinned it to the wall. <laughs> big pin marks in it, but yeah, we've got that. He said, I mean, he was, obviously it was Pele, right? He's not got many stories, but he got a couple pictures with him and stuff, which is pretty cool. Did he say we're any good? Just a bit. Yeah, it wasn't bad. <laughs> it wasn't bad. Yeah. But that was when Beckenbauer and everyone was in that league, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was good. And they had a record, then. didn't they? Yeah. Did Man United offer you a... Why, yes. I still, yeah, I guess whatever it was at the time. It was ten, I was 10. So we came over. If our local team back there came and did the... the um, it was an Umbro tournament, Manchester United, and then an Arsenal tournament. And uh, I think I've, I believe I still have the paper of Man United offering me to, to come over if I lived here. They couldn't do anything at the time, obviously. But I was never going to be... My parents were never going to let me come over at 10. Yeah. Uh, so. so what age were you then when you went in, went in at Newcastle? 14. 
14. 14. Yeah. So I did my first sort of semester of grade nine in, in Canada. And then I couldn't, the school just wasn't for me. I just said to my dad, I got to go. So, but I was actually originally supposed to go to Celtic. So right. that was the plan. Celtic were supposed to, so that summer when I, when I quit the hockey, Celtic invited me back, Newcastle invited me back, but Newcastle couldn't do anything because I hadn't lived, I didn't live there. And then my mom and dad weren't willing to let me go at 14 just yet. So Celtic were going to bring me over for four days a month, like an extended weekend to keep me sort of engaged in the, in, in, in the football side of it. But uh, the scout got sacked right before Christmas. I was supposed to go over. He got sacked and that was it done. And then uh, Peter Kirkley, the scout from Newcastle, ended up sending us a Christmas card just saying, Merry Christmas. If, uh, if, if you would still like to come over, the offer's there. And then me and my dad just kind of planned it behind my mom's back and I was gone in two weeks. <laughs> Christmas. Right after Christmas. Just didn't come up from school. No, no. God. Yeah. Have, yeah. You, have you seen Ireland? Uh, yeah, he's in Newcastle. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah. But did the accent work well with the year 11 girls? First yeah, not bad, yeah. School, yeah. Not bad, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they stuck me in bottom band when I first got there and it was carnage, absolute carnage. People lighting fireworks off and all sorts. I'm just, I've come in from a nice school and they're like, well, we don't know where your education is right now, so we're going to start you here. And I went, oh, I got a couple of days I was like sir I gotta get out of here <laughs> yeah. no absolute carnage but yeah was um, Alan Irvine still there Alan Irvine was there yeah brilliant brilliant he was so he was there with the older lads uh, and then they because I I'd come over they brought me in on like a all day Tuesday they brought me out of school and I'd train with two years up all day at the apprentices and then the next year I did it with sort of the other age group and then I moved in Obviously, full time. I was lucky enough. It was Matthew Patterson your age? Matthew Patterson, yeah. He's he, been in touch as well. Has he? <laughs> Good looking fella. <laughs> <laughs> no. Remember your uh, first trip to Marbella? Oh, God, yeah. Was that yeah. in the youth team? No. Marbella, with him? Yeah, no, that was like my first lads trip. I'd, I'd come from Canada and it was, we'd, we'd, I think we were playing the reserves at the time. We got a couple of days off and it was like, oh, okay, let's go to Marbella with him and uh, one of our other mates. That age, then, when you when you're going full time, is it a big cultural difference between living in Canada? I think, yeah, I think at the time I kind of took it in my stride because it was just what I wanted to do, right? It's all I wanted to do from a from a young age. But there was times when it was it was difficult. I found it more difficult when I'd go home in the off season and then have to come back, right? And then I found it more and more difficult as I got older. But when I was younger, it wasn't I didn't really have I was so into my sports there. It wasn't like I was leaving much in Canada. Apart from, obviously, that sounds terrible. My family. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, Mom. <laughs> but, yeah. So just, terrible. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> but, yeah, you know what I mean? It, so I, I kind of took my stride, and then as I got older and those relationships grew, then it, it became more and more tough. But, yeah, no. It, the cultural difference was you had to be able to take the banter when you first got here, and that, was, that came left, right, and center. So when I, when I got to... The, that with some of the lads it was okay did it take a bit to to get it to understand it yeah well when i first came over too i, I was shit right so I, I, wasn't, <laughs> like, I was good for canada but i was shit for england <laughs> so it took it took a couple months and you know what it's like anywhere it, you get the respect by on the, on the pitch right it's it's something like that so it took it took so, some time to but the, did they tell you you were shit as well? Pretty much, They told me, and then the lack of speaking told me I was pretty shit as well. <laughs> so when they didn't talk to you, you knew you were shit. But no, nah, it was good. Some lads were good, some lads were tough, but I just knew it was the nature of the beast. And it's uh, the good thing was I had good coaches, like Kenny Wharton, Peter Beardsley was there, uh, Paul Baker, some of the young coaches at Newcastle were 
which they saw, they must have saw potential or at least room for growth because I, I hadn't had, I wasn't playing with great players in Canada. So when I got there, it was, I was catching up quicker. So they, they spent some time with me and luckily uh, it worked out. What's the crack with Sopranos? Oh, fuck. Maddie? <laughs> yeah. We, we went through a stage, but he bought, Maddie Patterson was the most bizarre human. He bought a sandwich shop one time in Gateshead. And we, we were going through a Soprano box set at the time. So we, he ended up buying a leather jacket. We bought like a little a table and chairs. And we used to sit outside and drink espressos when we, they thought we were laying the Sopranos. <laughs> it was fucking outrageous. Outrageous. Yeah. Did you say he bought a sandwich shop? He bought, he bought a sandwich shop on, um, yeah, Gateshead High Street. Oh. It is him and his brother. <laughs> you know, Manny. <laughs> Bizarre. Hey. Yeah. Honestly, hey. that's what I was like. We sat there like that. Just Let thinking, the thinking there's police watching us. <laughs> we were so engulfed in the show. It was ridiculous. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sure one time we were sat there. And a car backfired, and we thought we were getting. We thought we were like, let it hit the table. Get down. It was like the final scene and of the Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, some of the things, man. Is the story behind the first Marbella trip? I got away with it pretty unscathed. Party Pada got it pretty bad. I think the, the Newcastle fans got a hold of a picture of him where he looked ridiculous. Um, and that got it, that made its way around, you know, when it wasn't necessarily social media, but it got away in, in like a Newcastle fan magazine and it was party partisan at it again. So we bear in mind. So this mid season for the, and you're only in the reserves. Reserves. So yeah. It's, like it's not a good look. Up, no. It's not a good look. You get regardless. it. Don't you, but yeah. Yeah. Good trip. Oh. Great trip. Great trip. And it was my first, my first look at Marbella. Actually it wasn't, I, I was out in Marbella earlier with the first team. That's how I got my first pro contract. Um, we played. How you got your first pro? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we were. I think I was in the academy, and then we got. Uh, it was one of those like mid-season trips out, like Copa del Rey, something. We were playing out in Malaga, um, and I never. I, at this point, I'd never heard of Malaga or Marbella, and um, I think Sunes was the manager, and he brought a couple of the youngsters. I, we were never going to play, and I, it was more for the the first team to have a piss up mid-season. So we didn't. So he played a few of the youngsters, and I and I. I thought I did all right, played well. And, and then after, on the Monday, at this point, I'm, I'm on 75 quid a week. Uh, on the Monday, it said in the back of the Chronicle, Edgar's not for sale. Apparently, I, was, I must have played well because the Marbella, or the Malika chairman tried to buy me for a million after. <laughs> uh, if I knew what Marbella was like, I might have signed. <laughs> I might have signed, right? So, Graham, we're after to make this move happen. <laughs> yeah, so that was, that's how I got my first pro. <laughs> you mentioned Bramble and Daya. Did they take you under the wing? Titus did, big time. Yeah, big time. He, uh, he enjoyed a night out, that's for sure. Because sure. you mentioned about being a goldfish ball. I used to see him out all the time. All the time, yeah. Sunday, remember Stereo? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Unbelievable, Sunday night. Sunday night. Absolutely ram. On the quayside, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then it was digital on a Tuesday. Saturday, just anyway. Saturday, C. C <laughs> on the quayside, yeah. That was, yeah, that was bad, yeah. Because no trip you was saying that Probably best if they don't go into town and whatever, yeah. Yeah, but it was a complete opposite. Back in the day. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit, little bit different now. I mean, trips is uh, at, at that level, it's it's crazy. I've been out with him a couple of times and it's just it's nonstop. But it's good to look after you though, isn't it? Yeah, no, it was good. It was good. I mean, it was. It, it, they showed us that that sort of respect, but you had to, you kind of had to earn it, right? You just stayed quiet and things like that. And if you had a bit of personality, you know, it was like the, the first team lads liked you, and if you were any good, so. 
And did you develop, really develop by this this stage in terms of your football and in terms of your bedding into the culture and having a voice in the dressing room? A little bit, a little bit. And I wouldn't say voice in the dressing room, but the reserves was good. I ended up making my way through there. And, and it got to a point like right before that, that Malaga trip that it didn't look like I was even going to get a pro or, or even prior to that a YTS. So I, I was just grateful to be there, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. I wasn't supposed to play for Newcastle. I was fucking from Canada, right? So I was grateful no matter what and just kept working, working to, to play, right? So when you're in, in back in Canada at 14, are you, the 14 year old drink over in Canada, like you know? No, like, no, no. I wasn't not not like here. No. When I got here, it was I was introduced to it, but. And how long was, did that transition take? Till about probably 16, I'd say. Yeah, I, I didn't drink when I came over. Two years, and that's it. You're in blue, <laughs> blue, <laughs> you're in blue, blue bamboo, bamboo, seven shots deep, Nicky Vaughan. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> just call me Brian. <laughs> uh, crazy man. But yeah, it wasn't, it's like, you know, it's like the culture here. We're talking about it before. It's, it's a little bit different. So which, uh, which one did you give you your, your pro contract? Um, or who's in charge? Sunes was in charge. Yeah. yeah. So Glenn Roder was uh, academy director at the time. And that was, so I came in the Monday and Glenn pulled me to his office and said, someone's uh, manager's on the phone and it was Sunes and he said, come up to the first team. And then they just offered me a pro there. So he's obviously been keeping an eye on you in the reserves. And yeah, you know what? When I was when we were actually invited out to the the camp in Marbella, I don't know if he knew too much about us really. I think I I trained well the first couple of days, and the, the lads must have been pissed. So he said, "Throw them in." <coughs> a few a few of us played, and I remember I I remember giving the ball away for like a couple times, and I and Shira was on the bench, and he went and I made a tackle, and he went fucking get in, big man, and that was it. Just yeah, lifted like, your chest up, <clears throat> and then just played. And I to be honest, I always. Felt like I wanted to play out in Spain anyways. Tranquilo, <laughs> isn't it? Did <laughs> <laughs> you have much to do with Freddie Shepard? So Freddie, Freddie was the, actually, yeah. So, Matty yeah, again. Matty again. Yeah. <laughs> well, so you remember the movie Goal? Yeah. Yeah, my dad saw me play against Fulham, that one? Yeah. Yeah. So we were, we were kind of, he, that Santiago Munez trained with the academy with us. So he played, couldn't kick a ball. You could see it in the movie, he couldn't, couldn't kick a ball, but Good lad and, and loved a night out. So we would, we would, uh, would tag along, right? <laughs> he was a Hollywood star, I guess. But we had been invited. We were sort of in and around the first team at the time, Maddie and I, and, and we, we were living together and we'd been invited to the, the, the red carpet premiere at, at the gate in Newcastle. Red carpet. I didn't think it was actually going to be a red carpet, right? So we were in, Maddie's family lived in Bencham and just outside of Gateshead. So we just stopped. We had a couple pints and you know where that leads and a couple more. And we weren't pissed, but we ended up with the red carpet but chances were we ended up in the lift with the chairman and whatever. We, we got up the lift, watched the movie, went home, training next day or whatever it was. And Lee Clark pulled us. He went mental. He's like, were you? He's like, fuck. And this is the first time we're actually admitting it, Matt. He said, but he's, he's like, were you, were you fucking idiots pissed? And the chairman and the gold looked at him and went, no, didn't touch it. We wouldn't do that. <laughs> wouldn't touch a drop. And Matt, Matt, Matty Patson looked at him. He went, Clarky, never. We would, we wouldn't do it. We just wouldn't do it. And I don't know. To this day, that's the first time we've admitted it because we were, yeah, we were pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, was Clarky there? Clarky was there. Player. Yeah, uh, Clarky was there. Well, Clarky was reserve team manager, I think, at the time. So, and he loved us, Clarky, Matty, and I. We, we like we just played football. He enjoyed the banter. It was, it was a good time. But 
How did he know? Were you, were you just were you dicking about in the no, lift? No, we weren't giggling. Listen, we weren't pissed, but you can smell six pints on <laughs> yeah. someone in a, in a lift. Grab the right? chairman's ass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was that was the, the so the chairman must have said something, and then uh, there was another one with Freddie Shepherd, which is like it shows you the type of guy he was and the chairman he was. Where we were just youngsters, and Maddie and I started going to the the nice restaurants, I guess, in, in Jasmine and. <laughs> a booth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The leather jackets. <laughs> still, still with a New York accent. Yeah. <laughs> but he, um, yeah, and just like things like that, like the chairman picking up our bill and stuff like that. Not long after we made our debut, it's just nice things like that. That I mean, shows you what what the type of person he was, uh, right? Blah. What was uh, Peter Beardsley like as a coach? You know, when you can't actually tell what what he's saying. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It must have been hard for him to translate. You, you would have loved him. He stopped at McDonald's every time. After <laughs> <a week. laughs> I think that might be the second little dig that he had the he had the crisps in the back of the bus. He had literally would stop Weatherby Whaler after every reserve oh. game. The order would come in and it was just it was that he didn't it wasn't there was no sports science behind it. Just go out and play football. And he loved it. It was just shooting practice and it, it was class. I mean, again, I was a I was a kid from Canada getting coached by Peter Beardsley. So yeah. Was, was there much, I don't know whether you can say or not, but because he ended up losing his job over, was it bullying oh, or something? Oh, yeah, it was bullying. I remember that. Could you see that or not? Or is it just a farce? No. I, I, you know what? Because of the fact, what I was talking about, that I didn't class it as bullying. It was just part of what we, it, it was growing up, right? It was, so I didn't know. I didn't see it personally. I just, tough love. it, it might have, it might have been behind the scenes. I don't know. But it was, yeah, tough love. It's just mm. part of the game, I thought. But, how were you, when you were in and around that first team then with, like you said, your Shearers, your Michael Owens, were you rabbit in the headlights or? Yeah, a little bit. I remember, I remember coming in one time and in the, in the, I think it was injured or something. And I picked up the racing post and then Michael Owen came in the dressing room. He went, hey, don't touch the Bible. You <laughs> know, but I, and I said, well, you've got any tips? It was Cheltenham. I've never put a bet on my entire life. And he gave me a 22 to one and an eight to one the first time. And I was hooked. And that was it. I was the horses. Uh, Did they both so, win? Both win. Oh, cheers, yeah. Michael. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I was, actually, was, I had him in a reverse forecast and they won. Yeah, and they came in 22 to 1, finished first, I believe. And that was it. And, uh, Tip. This is good. That's bloody cheating. I know. <laughs> I know. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's coming forecast. in. Do not worry. Yeah, what no. are the odds on that, John? <laughs> 22 to 1 and 8. And an 8 to 1. them. Yeah. You put a tenner on that, mate. You're fucking. You're not far off Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was. There were some big hitters there at the time. Real big hitters. So I, I was quiet. I was quiet. Got to be, haven't you? Have to be. It's the only way, to, it's the only way you survive. Speak when spoken to. And don't give the ball away when Craig Bellamy's around. What were your thoughts on Bellas? I liked him. I liked him. I just thought he had very, very high standards. And, and, and he could be ruthless, don't get me wrong. But he, like, just, again, high standards. And, and he just loved football. Just loved football. Were you ever on the receiving end of that ruthlessness? Maddie Patterson was. <laughs> <laughs> he, has, oh, he hasn't put that on it. No, <laughs> funny enough. So he... We got sent, so the academy was here and the first team ground was here and there was a gate. So sometimes you get, you get the phone call, we need two players. And it was me and Maddie one time. I was quite a simple player. I'd get it and move when you play with the first team. Maddie would do 15 step overs and, and a couple of Cruyffs. And uh, one too many for Beller's liking. And he f one time he kept giving away and he just flicked the ball up and picked the ball up and he went, nah, we're not training. Nobody's training until you send that ginger fuck back. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, I can totally see yeah, this. Yeah, he said, held on to the ball. And I remember, I remember 
Shearer was like, come on, Dallas, no. And I'm going, like, fucking hell, I'm, I'm doing all right here. But he was saying, send them back. And I'm going, I've come Bellas, Bellas, I'm, I'm okay. But yeah, we got sent back. It was just because it, it was... So you had to go as well? Yeah, we went, sent us back to the academy. Just because I, I Maddie was doing the ball away. I'm going, yeah, get in your gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bellas, yeah. he's fucking having one, isn't he? No. <laughs> but that's just, that's just it, like, as if he's picked the ball over and said, no, no, stop training. Stop training, it's not good enough. He'll never make it, he said. Maddie made his debut a couple months later, but, yeah. We're not training until you send that ginger fuck back. Yeah. Fair play to Pat, though. Well, fair. you got it, yeah. Look at Pat, man. He, like I say, he made his debut. Does his knee, his old man passes away, all within the space of a couple months, right? And then does his knee again, comes back, does his knee again. So, yeah, you do, you 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 build that resilience to, to mm -hmm. things like that. That's not going to bother you. Plus, he was, he, he was ginger. What are you going to do? The thing is, no, next time he come over, maybe he won't. He won't have tried that. Might, might have just, yeah. you, you know what I mean? Yeah, just get it and move it. Yeah. So it's simple. Mm -hmm. But it's not Maddie. How did the rest of the lads get on with Bellas? Because I, I can remember being in C one night, and I, we, I were downstairs, and the whole Newcastle squad were downstairs, and Bellamy and Robert, I think, they were just upstairs on their own. Why did the rest of the lads get on with him? You know what? Like, I can't. I don't know. I wasn't close enough in that sort of I, again rabbit in the headlights at times. I was just happy to be there. So I never felt established in the first team at Newcastle. So. It was it was tough to tell. Robert was was an interesting one. I remember sitting in his seat one time. I had no idea it was his seat in the canteen, and he just stood over me. He went move. I remember one of the lads going, "Come on, Lauren, like let him sit there." He went, "No, move." Okay, pick him up. <laughs> <laughs> right, like this, it's a, what am I supposed to say there? Yeah. See, I'd rather Bellamy call us a ginger fuck and get in than yeah, somebody call like embarrassed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Embarrassed, like embarrassed you, strip yeah. you down in front of everybody else. Would you have been there with Andy Griffin? I never really had, I know, so I was still in like the reserves underneath that, yeah. Because he laid him out. Did Robert, he? Yeah. Did he really? I could see that. He was meant to be solid, Andy Griffin, wasn't he? Little ball. Yeah. And aggressive with it. Yeah. <laughs> Solano, though. Yeah, and now he was there, played the trumpet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pink Panther, <laughs> Pink Panther was his go-to song. <laughs> did he used to bring it on away trips and that all? He used to bring it, so when he was injured, you, would just, you could hear him practice it in the, in the training ground. <laughs> Can you imagine just getting yeah. down, get down coach all your gear? Move that fucking trombone! <laughs> <over here. laughs> yeah. yeah, honestly, injured playing, playing the trombone. And he, he played in like a salsa band on a Sunday night in the Cooperage. In Newcastle, yeah, loved it. <laughs> yeah, apparently, and the parties were meant to be unbelievable. I never, was never invited to one, but... It's just like coolers full of Coronas and just a, a salsa band on at all times. It's meant to be mental then. <laughs> Where, where's Nobby? Just follow the music. <laughs> oh, oh, he's in here. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he ended up, actually Nobby got in touch a couple of years back. He ended up coaching a Peruvian team in Toronto in like a random league. I got a text with Nobby Solano. It's like, oh my God. Did you go meet up with him? No, I never saw him. He didn't last long. Great on the trombone. Shit manager. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, we've talked about the passion of the fans and everything mm. in Newcastle. Was that something that you were fearful of at a younger age? No, it never, it, I honestly, I never really, it never crossed my mind. I, I like, all I wanted as a kid was the fans to sing a song about me. I don't yeah. think it ever happened, but I, like those types of things when you're a kid, but you would see it. You could see how ruthless it could be. Um, By the way, as well, you hit the ground running. So, yeah. we'll just give you your debut yeah. against Man United. Yeah. 
Well, it was my debut was the week before, Bolton away, right? And I'm Boxing Day, and then we played the FA Cup. This is your home debut. So this is my home debut. And really, that's the one I wanted. St. James's Park. You remember being there as a kid and, and stuff. And then what a way to do it. New Year's Day. How did it come about? You mentioned the injuries before. Yeah. At that time. So was it was it loads, loads of injuries. Um, and even the night before, it was, so it was New Year's Eve. We trained and I, I'm pretty sure I wasn't talking. I'm pretty sure he was going to play Nicky Butt at center back. And then Huntington out to the left back. And then I got in the next day, and I, me and Maddie have come in in our suits and sit there. We thought, fuck Shades it. on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah basketball rises. Boots in a violin case. Yeah. <laughs> but he, uh, we've got, so we've got that. I've sat down, and I remember it was Shay Given, and he went, you're playing today, horse? I went, what? He goes, yeah, you're playing today. Nicky's injured, like Nicky Butt. Or Nick, he was sick or something. And I've looked around, he wasn't there, and then it fucking, whoa. I'm... And then all of a sudden the door opens and Glenn Roder goes, Eddie, come here. And I've gone, okay, I've gone. And I've, I've heard the lads laughing and Shea Given was walking behind, like pretending to scoop up shit behind me. <laughs> <laughs> it was fucking brilliant. <laughs> all the whole way to the, out the dressing room, like that. And I got into the manager's <laughs> office and he goes, um, right, you're gonna play left back? And I, went, and I swear to God, I asked who played right wing for Man United. Obviously, it's fucking Ronaldo. Was it just no nervous <laughs> energy? Just, I just went, yeah. So, yeah. So, who's on, who's on the right wing? Sorry. Yeah. Excuse me? Yeah. And then oh, that God, was, yeah. Me. Yeah. Me. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, it was just everything you can, like, I mean, you dream of as a boy, right? Yeah. I'm just trying to think time timeline-wise. Ronaldo, at that point, is he established? He's well-established yeah. in the United team and yeah. top Yeah, he's flying then. Boy. He's flying then. I've got here. You marked him out of the game, scored, and got man of the match. Yeah. Thanks Thanks for sending us them notes. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much my career there. That's, uh, there you go. Thanks we're for done. We're done in this club. <laughs> yeah. Thank you and good night. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. It was, I mean, you're, you must have thought I've arrived here. In a sense, it's, it's, I mean, at the time, yeah. You look back now, it's like, dream about something your entire life. You work your entire life for something, then you do it at 19. The fuck do you do after that? Right, like that's that's the that's what takes them to the, the top players to the next level. I think they keep going and going. So, your dad there? My dad was there. Was lucky enough Did he to fly over, or was he already? Listen, if I was anywhere near the first team, he just seemed to be there. Right, he was there. <laughs> there be fly, he was hovering around, and just in case we made the debut. Right, yeah. but he was there for about six months. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Was um, it on telly as well? So could family walk back home? That's the thing, because it? it was because it was the big game, the the New Year's Day seven o'clock kickoff in Canada. You get that, you get those one game, right? And uh, at what time of the day would it have been over in Canada then? So five Wait. hours behind, the two o'clock in the afternoon. All oh, right, so they couldn't. So, on TV. I didn't, so I didn't know, right? So my dad sat in the in the players' lounge, which I'm pretty sure that's why they don't serve lamb shanks anymore, because my dad ate them all. He used to go <laughs> in the players' lounge and eat all these lamb shanks, and he was sat there. And I walked into my kit. He went, "You on the bench?" I, went, I looked at him. I went, "No, I'm starting." Fuck, nearly choked. <laughs> so obviously word got back to Canada. My aunt, my aunt and uncle and all that, and my sister went around my mom's and, and they all watched it there. And it was, what happened? Proudest punch after the game. Yeah, wow. yeah, it was unbelievable. Bet, Wait, it was that, that goal as well? No, it was actually, it felt like it was 2-2. So I scored the equaliser. It was a beauty now, wasn't it? Yeah, it was good. Where are we going with this? Are we going? No, no I'm, I'm thinking. As a compliment. Yeah, I'm thinking. thinking. What a fucking night I'm going to have tonight, by I'm, the way. Yeah, yeah. You, you didn't go to Blue Bamboo, did you? We did. We had one. <laughs> <laughs> what else to do? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Blue Bamboo, yeah. We went to Hannah Hannah, Blue Bamboo, standard. It's but, rough, uh, isn't it? Yeah, it is. For the, yeah. Chrissy's never been. It nah. is rough, that big market. But rough 
for scoring your debut yeah. against Man United. It would have been apartment, apartment back then. Remember apartment? I was thinking a bit too posh for us. Yeah. Nah, you just scored and you I did. <laughs> I was, yeah, but I was still, it was not like it was a first team player. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like we was making loads of money. Just blue bamboo, thumbprint. You must might have, have been a bottle of champagne. You must have, <laughs> <laughs> you must have nicked that night, yeah. surely to God. <laughs> surely. I think so. I think so, yeah. I think so. You brought a, have a chat with you, just settle yourself down, or uh, was there any kind of mentor, mentorship? Not a word. Uh, yeah, that's a word, Chris. Yeah. yeah. Not, not necessarily from. It was kind of like, yeah, there wasn't a lot. No, no. there wasn't. Just no, it was just kind of just yeah, figure it out yourselves, right? It was lucky my dad was over and, and whatnot, but it, regardless, something like that happens, it it, it explodes, right? So yeah. you're like. I mean, you, John might like this one. You like a good shit story, don't you? But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, we, um, it was only a couple of days after where, where I've never, I, would have, I wouldn't have done this a couple of weeks prior to it, but I'm in TGI Fridays in the gates and I'm, I, go to the, I, go and I go to the toilet and I come back. It was after a night out. And I come back, I'm sitting with my mate having some food and a couple of drinks and this girl comes over and it was like, I, in, in my head, I assume she's coming to ask for an autograph or a picture, right? At the time. <laughs> Right, oh, you, have, you have played. Right, so I'll be honest about that. So, because it was starting to kind of happen in Newcastle, and then she goes, and I th I'm assuming she'd come over. So, I'm like, yeah, yeah, no problem. And she goes, excuse me. Like, yeah, she goes, uh, you've got toilet paper stuck to you. And I went, oh my god. So I've looked. Obviously, you look at your shoes. Nothing. She went, no, no, it's it's out your jeans. <laughs> oh, excuse me. And I've looked, and I had a piece of shitty toilet paper. <laughs> shitty. shitty Coming down here, and you know the, the, the TGI's at the gate, you come down the stairs, so it must have been in the wind, like that, all the way back to the front of the, front of the TGI's. And, I, and there's her me thinking she wants an autograph. <laughs> She's like, Which bit is, when she told him he had his arm round yeah, her. Yeah, bring for a selfie. <laughs> no, sorry, sir. Walking down Honestly. like Big Bantha. Yeah. Honestly, so yeah, it, it, it can go to your head. Yeah. And where are you about, where about say, uh, you're 19, you made your debut. Have you signed a pro contract here? So I've signed a pro at uh, 17. I then I might have got another one. It wasn't like crazy stuff. And I, yeah, I would have signed another deal after that. And then 21, I was gone. So Did they keep you in the team? I don't think I played the next game. No, I didn't Gosh, really. Was, yeah, yeah. It was, it was what it was, man. Yeah, I'm, going well. kick, I'm going in and kicking off. Yeah. I've just fucking marked that Portuguese prick out at game. Yeah. I'm leaving a bit of shitty toilet paper. <laughs> 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 so. You were like a good shit story. Long time listener. <laughs> so you uh, obviously when, when Allardyce come in. Yes. Yeah, Big Sam, he was class. Yeah? Yeah. Was he? Yeah, I, I liked him. I got a lot of time from him. Even just like talk about off-field stuff. He, like On-field stuff, I thought he was very... That's when the sports science started coming into it and things like that. And it, it, it was new to a lot of the, the big hitters. Mm -hmm. Like the... The speakers on the side of the pitch on a Friday with his head headset, and I remember Kieran Dyer looking around, going, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> but I mean, that's that normal now, stuff yeah. like that, right? But even I, I lost my best friend when I was nineteen in a in a car crash back in Canada, and I went to see Sam just to ask for a couple of days to to fly home, and he couldn't have been better. Like those are the type of things that that stick with you, yeah, right? He yeah. couldn't have been Personal. better. He tells me a, a story about him losing his own mate, and it's it's kind of like just normal human beings, right? So I think that's where. I've got a lot of respect and a lot of time for him mm -hmm. on that. And, and, he, and, he, and he played me a couple of games too, so. Yeah. 
Was he as Pri- long ball as what everyone makes out? Or were he no, more tactically astute? It was just, it, it was a, wasn't like long ball, it was more of a strategy because he had the players in Newcastle play, right? So he was playing, <laughs> you talked about POMO one, position of maximum opportunity in terms of where you're crossing the ball and, and set pieces. It was just, it was interesting. Like, it was a tough time in Newcastle. I mean, near the end, there was fan, I remember a fan ran on, I was on the bench, a fan ran on, chucked the season ticket, and then that was it. Like, so it was tough. There was some tough times in Newcastle, right? Mm-hmm. That's when you know all your days are numbered, yeah. isn't it? When the fans yeah. are launching. But I mean, he would he'd get the team together, he'd take us out for nights out, he would, like dinners, there'd be a magician, like things like that, like stuff that would keep the, the group together that I never had before. So it was good. On my way down here, I went through how many managers. I had six managers in Newcastle, in yeah. the first team, right? So think about at the time, you had Roder, Allardyce, Joe Kinnear. Remember Joe oh, Kinnear? Oh, Kinnear. Well, we'll get, we'll get into that. Yeah. Uh, so Keegan. Like, Keegan. Uh, yeah. So it's... Shearer. Shearer. Chris Hutton. So it was, it was a bit of a revolving door, right? Mm. And I, I think I played under most of them. So they must have seen something in me at some point, yeah. but it's just, it was that consistency of whether that was manager or me, it's, it is what it is, right? Sounds like they were putting you in and then for whatever reason, yeah. you just couldn't become established. I always felt like it was the easy one to drop, right? You know, like the mm. youngster, the Canadian, nice kids, easy one to drop. That's what I always mean, felt. He'll not mourn. Yeah. yeah. What, I was just going to say, would you not mourn? No. no. Were one for knocking on doors or? I would, I would knock on a manager's door and I would say, why am I not playing? I would ask the questions and then they would give you the reasons. And then I'd go away and do these things. And if I, I might play or I might not play. So it was bullshit most of the time. A lot of the time, <laughs> right? It is. You go out and you do the things that they're asking you to do. And some managers were just honest. Like, you don't fit my plans. Perfect. No problem. I can deal with that. Yeah. Right. But Which of those managers, Keegan, Kinnear, Shearer, Chris Hutton, Roder, would you be exhaling just before you knocked, you know, just taking that extra, here we go. I think they were all good. They were, I mean, even Kinnear? No, good people. Oh, no, I mean. That was a strange <laughs> one. No, that was a strange one. I mean, I was telling that one before, like, when we were all sat in the, in the office, Chris Hutton was the interim at the time. We were in the meeting room and he, and he said, like, lads, you've, you've got your new manager here. And, and I'd come from Canada, right? So I had a decent background of football knowledge, not the likes of you guys, but I didn't know who Joe Kinnear was. I'd never heard of him. So Chris Hutton said, our new manager's Joe Kinnear. And all I heard at the back was Shea Given. He went, you're fucking joking here. <laughs> he spoke it. Like, it was the funniest thing ever. Went, you're fucking joking here. And I went, and I'm, going, I'm going to Andy Carroll. Who the fuck's joking here? <laughs> I, I can't. <laughs> it was brilliant. The timing was priceless. But yeah, and then that came in. And, but I remember, I think, yeah, he, he had some health problems too. It was probably the red wine. I mean, it was, it was. Uh, it doesn't matter where you're from. Normally, you'd know who's going to be the manager in Newcastle. Yeah. You know what I mean? From yeah, a player's yeah, point yeah. of view, you think, yeah. I'm going to know at least his name. Yeah. That was a strange one. From nowhere, wasn't yeah, it? From no, I, it was, yeah. I can just it's, imagine, you know, like at Fulham, they're getting the Harrods gift sets at Christmas. And at, at Newcastle, they're like, yeah, there's the, the big sports direct mug. There <laughs> <laughs> you go, lads. Slazing your vest. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. was the crack with the Shearer thing? Shearer and Owen in particular? Oh, that was when Shearer was manager? Yeah. Near the end, yeah. So again, Shearer came in for six six games um, before the end of the season we got relegated. He came in and he liked me and did well and he, he actually dropped Colaccini. That was my... For me, he got the goal and everything, but for him to drop Colaccini to play me at Stoke away in the middle of a back three was one of my... Probably my biggest moments, right? We get a 1-1 draw in a relegation dogfight, but 
it was I didn't I don't remember the, the things with with Owen and stuff like that really I was just kind of like how the hell are we yeah I'm gonna play I might play and we might fucking get relegated it's Newcastle United like what what's going on here so you think you're thinking instead that, of giving Shearer 12 games you'd have stayed up I think so I think so I was he as a motivator because obviously his club, the stature mm-hmm. that he's at at that club, I imagine it was it different to a regular manager, Joe Kinnear? I think so, yeah. I mean, I can't speak for, for any of the sort of the big hitters, but to me, he was someone who I had his picture on, like I had his jersey, I had a, a picture on my, on, on my wall growing up. So I didn't need much motivation, like words from incursion. So it was just for him in the building was a boost for everyone in the club. And I think, like you say, had it been a longer time, we might have we stayed up. But it was just like, you look back and you think, I think the whole, nobody believed we were going to get relegated. I think that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Even within the dressing room, you're like, it, you're too good to get relegated to the players we had. Some squad to go down, man. Yeah. Well, you look at the, t- the, the day we went down, you got like Damien Duff, Michael Owen, Obafemi Martins, James Milner. James Milner? James Milner might have been in Villa already. He might have relegated us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cheers, James. Yeah. At this yeah, point, are you squad. thinking... You just want to become established somewhere. Yeah, it was kind of like, like even now, like piecing this stuff back together, it's like you never felt, I never felt like a first team player there. And that's, and I mean, it wasn't until later on, it, it might never have happened. I might never have felt like a first team. I might have found my level somewhere else, but I was in and around it. So, Did you ever have that thing in the back of your head where you thought, might not be bad for me, this going down? Yeah. I'm, I might fucking yeah. play every week. Yeah. yeah. Yes. No, yeah, I don't know. It was a bit of a dif- difficult one because contract was up. I'd been offered something. It went, uh, like, it was a bit of a strange situation. I wanted to stay. I didn't want to leave in Newcastle. And, and yeah, I, I should have, like, probably would have played the whole next season, whether that be right back. You know how it's like when you, you don't start your career as a young centre back at centre back. You start usually left back, right back, and move your way in. And that's probably what I sh- probably what I should have done. I think if you're looking back, say hindsight's easy, but my one regret in football would be would be deciding to leave. But so there were a contract there for you to sign at Newcastle in the championship? Yeah, but what happened was Newcastle had offered me two, three deals. Because of it was such a shambles at the club, they'd offered me a couple deals, which I turned down because it was, this, it was what I was on. I felt, I mean, something like... Was that in line with young lad? No, it was in line with... They treated me like a local lad, I think, which yeah, was... Yeah, that's what, that's right? what I was so getting it's e- So it's easy, it's easy to just not value them right so that's what i think happened which i turned down which is standard i think that's easy in the first offer but because it was a shambles they just kept sending the same offer back it wasn't and i didn't really have a good agent i had an agent in canada who couldn't get a phone call back from from anyone so i was kind of left in limbo a little bit and then burnley came and they got promoted so it's kind of like Stay in the Premier League? Do I go and play there? And I just I made the decision. Like, yeah. I mean, you gotta you gotta do what you gotta <clears> do. Much better contract offer from Burnley to what Newcastle. Were much offering. better. Yeah. 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 Owen Coyle. Coyley. Coyle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you you met him at the stadium, played a bit of head tennis, and you signed. That's what happened. Like, <laughs> it's it's not a ritual. Pretty much what happened. That's the ritual, <laughs> That's, right? That's the medical as well. <laughs> no, no, the medical was literally just like that. And, and I signed, and before I knew it, I was in, I'll never forget it, it was in the, the Duncan Hall Hotel near Blackburn, and I'm sat there going, fucking hell, I've just left Newcastle, I'm at Burnley, my, my whole life, like since I was 14 years old, you know, and then 
comes across the TV, Michael Jackson's dead. That's how I remember the day I signed for Burnley, Michael Jackson's dead. I was like, that's a bit of an omen. <laughs> I, was like, oh, I don't think it's going to be as big a news in Berlin. But I was suspended for the first game, which I completely forgot about because I got sent but off. Got sent off I got sent game. off the last game. We got relegated. Right? Ashley Young, a little bit too much pace for me. And <laughs> I got sent off in the last minute the day we got relegated. So was it a three game or just a one? It was just a one gamer. So it was a first game of this of the new season, new Premier League season with Burnley. And that, that was it. Couldn't get in after that. And when when did you alert him to this or, when, or did he alert you? I don't think they knew uh, until really close to the beginning of the season. It was kind of, we went away, did preseason in LA. So that was Stag Deuce 15, whatever it was called. <laughs> yeah. um, was it like that even in the Premier League preseason? Jesus. Yeah, when I first got to Burnley, it was like, what, what we got, I think we got from the bus from Burnley to Heathrow to get the flight. And it was, okay, the cap, I think Stevie Caldwell was the captain, pub, straight to the bar on preseason tour. And, it was, and then that was it. That was, what, that was what our preseason was. And was that different to Newcastle? I don't even remember going on a preseason with Newcastle. I think we only, I, I think because it was only, yeah, it was only like local or Keswick or something like that we did with Newcastle. So it wasn't, yeah, it was different. But then it was, it was all different. I got yeah. to Burnley and it was, okay, we're, we're, so where's the training ground? Oh, no, we pulled into the stadium, you got changed there, and then you drive to the training ground, it was just a field. And it was like, whoa, what? I didn't think this one through. <laughs> Did you? But, uh, yeah. You obviously never yeah. went and had a look before you signed. No, no, just, I say, I wasn't, when I, when I look back now, it was, I had zero guidance. And that's not, that's not about my dad, or it was just because I, I was here by myself. I was 21 years old and had a shit agent and it was just one of them. You just presume that everything will like Newcastle. Just to presume, yeah. yeah. It's kind of yeah. like, yeah. It's, well, I didn't it's really know, you don't know the, the real world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad I did it. Like, I'm glad I did it. It was an experience and uh, one of the best six years of my life turned out to be. Who takes you under the wing or build up friendships with straight away in the Burnley dressing room? That was easy. It, that was easy. It was everyone. I mean, there was a big, so it was an older group, but he signed a bunch of young players. So we had uh, Kevin McDonald, Scottish lad, Stephen Fletcher, Brian Easton, another ginger lad. Mm. And it was just, and then Alex McDonald was just the, f the five of us just balled about here around uh, like Ramsbottom, Berry, Manchester. The first year I, I had a missus with me so i didn't do too much and then that, sh that was it with her and the second year it was it was showtime showtime <laughs> yeah, yeah the shackles were off yeah it was good then and was owen coyle did owen coyle knew that you were going out as much as you well you I, were? I, I say i didn't really go out the first season preseason was big and he was fine with it because he was teetotal but he was fine with it as long as you you train and it was a it was a big drinking team did blake you look after you Blake was good. Yeah, Blake, Blake was a good lad. Great lad. What a left foot. Had that reverse volley on him, didn't he? But yeah, Blakey, Michael Duff, Stevie Caldwell, Clark Carlisle. So you had those older players like looking after you. And it's and just down to earth. From the dressing room I just came from, right? Yeah. And like the the Michael Owens, the things like that were <laughs> it is just a different world. And did you prefer that to the Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. I did, because I felt part of it. But um, yeah, it was just carnage, man. You learned a lot about people on those tours. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it surprises me that Coyle had like accept the booze in. I think he's just all for the team, isn't he? Yeah, hundred percent. Because it was morale. He didn't have to with that group that got promoted. He didn't like the lads said he didn't have to do much because they they looked they policed themselves, right? If anything was going wrong, Duffo, Stevie Caldwell, they sort, they sorted out. I'm trying to remember now, timeline. When did Coyle leave? Halfway, Halfway through, that through season, yeah. 
but by that time you've not really been getting a chance. So you're not thinking new manager in, Brian Laws comes in. Brian Laws comes in, I played his first game, Old Trafford away. So you're thinking, here we go. Bye, Mr. Coyle, here we yeah. go. Yeah, and it wasn't like, again, you'd sit here, I didn't play, I didn't like, I, he was a great man, he was a good guy. Yeah. Training was good, it was the same thing every day. But you knew with Coyle, he was superstitious, the, the team was never going to change. So he'd stick with his team, and even though he got beat, his superstition would be like, ah, but they did well for me two weeks ago. That's all. <laughs> and you get the standard, you, you go all the young on a Friday, and the lads would be looking at each other going, oh, here we go. And the walks come, and you'd come around going, you're doing great, you're doing great, yeah, keep going, you'll be in the team. And, and the other lads going, fuck. But uh, just the team wouldn't change. What were the lads? Because that was a bit of a strange one as well. Brian Laws just pretty much came out yeah. from nowhere, nowhere. Didn't it? a bit yeah. Kinnear-like. Yeah. That was a strange. That one came in, and then all of a sudden we're we're in the ho- the Lowry in, in Manchester, and then wa- going for a walk, and it felt like it was just it just happened like that. And then I played Trafford away, and then in and out the team again. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those. Did you know who Brian Laws were? Yeah, I knew who Brian yeah. Laws were. Yeah, <laughs> I knew who Brian Laws. Were. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was Google then. <laughs> no. He felt but, like he had his hands tied though, didn't he? Because we've had Brian on. Yeah, and there was yeah. that when. Um, Kev went to the pub at half time. It's the <laughs> it's the media side of it too, right? Like he, he, they were getting pumped. Kev's easy one takes off at halftime four 0 He's got all of his mates come down. His dad, his uncles, all down from Scotland. Carnoustie. They're in the pub across the street. As soon as Kev got taken off, they go to the pub. But he was just dropping his keys in, right? And then the fucking story comes. Kev McDonald subbed at halftime pub, yeah. and then that's it, right? And I think. I think Brian Laws left after that, and Eddie was it. Eddie Howe came in after, and it yeah. was that's his first impression of Kevin McDonald. Right, so was it his perception, yeah, pretty much. By the end of that season, he was gone. So he's not—he's not actually had a drink. He's just dropped his keys. He's just off. dropped his keys off to his dad, but he was in a pub when he was supposed to be playing in the Premier League, <laughs> right? So, <laughs> so I get think, the, I, I get things to yourself. Fuck me, I wish I'd have had a gallon. I might as well have. Everybody thought, oh, honestly, <laughs> if you're gonna get in trouble for it. <laughs> <laughs> he liked you though, didn't he, Eddie Howe? He did. Yeah, he did. Um, that was probably my most consistent time of football, and it was it was it was fun. It was good football. Why do you think that was? What what did he do? Just to... well, at the beginning when he first came in, so he had a, he was he had a lot of older players that he was kind of like dealing with, and it, near the end of that, I went on loan to Swansea during that period, and I came back and I ended up playing the last game against Cardiff, I think, at home. Um, and then that was kind of like, all right, the summer was to build on. You got rid of some of the older players, and then we built the next season with a young squad, and it was just total football. We tried to play total football. He said, listen, you're going to split to the, this is when Barcelona had their center backs drop into the, the thing. I said, yeah, but I'm David Edgar and I'm playing into Chris McCann. We're going to give goals away, right? <laughs> <laughs> No offense, but we're going to give shit. Fucking shit, man. <laughs> we're going to give goals away. And we did. But like four threes, five twos, things like that. It was entertaining. But uh, it was tough being a defender. You, you, you established yourself. Established yourself, yeah. What, 44 so, appearances last yeah, season? something like that. So it was this good. is probably the first, and what age are you, 25-ish? Yeah. But 25, it's the first time you've ever actually Properly. felt, I'm established in, yeah. in a team. Yeah, 100%. And and. I had this conversation recently with my old man who was just saying, like, if I had my choice again, I'd probably do my career in reverse order. Yeah. Right? You'd probably kind of go and start and build up and learn how to be a professional, learn how to be a player. And, and those, like, the, the little little nuances you need to, mm. be, to be a top player and play consistently. Right? Did you ever uh, take part in his team building exercises, Eddie's? Sheepherding. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah I thought that was an interesting one. We looked like I know Trip said it. He said we hundred percent thought we were going to do something like fun, fun, like <laughs> even just like I don't know a pub or something. But <laughs> <laughs> it's never gonna happen. 
but yeah, we, sh- we showed up and it was, it was actually dangerous. Like the, the potholes and everything, but it was just like, come on, fucking buy in. And we bought into, we're all linking hands. And I remember, I think I went in close to Eddie when the sheep came and it was, no, no Did chance. No chance. Let that thing go. <laughs> These things were fucking flying over. <laughs> Let no, that thing go. Yeah, no chance. Stay together, stay together. <laughs> yeah, it was mental. <laughs> mental. Would you say, Burnley, could you say obviously going on and doing what he's done now yeah yeah i could and and i think it it was disappointing the way not the way he left but i went away on international and then he i just saw in the news he was gone so it was, for me it was the first time i managed like fuck, i had 20 managers in my career but the first time a manager left i was like fuck i'm playing you know what i mean this mm. is now what happens so this is the last one for matty you'll be pleased to know canada 2007 he must have put on 18 pounds in, in two weeks. I've never chicken wings and beer. That was it, man. It was right. It was day. What a trip. What, what was a it? trip. And the exchange rate was good. So your money went two and a half there in Canada. So Matty came over with fucking 10 grand or something. It was gone in, in a week. Just like you say, chicken wings and beer. It was just showing him a different, different side of it. And he, he really put the timber on that trip. <laughs> and then we went into preseason. I think you can Google the photo. He's humongous. We played <laughs> Holloway and actually, I think Nigel Pearson pulled him and said, listen, son, if you don't lose weight, you'll never, you'll never play. And that, that's when the, the realization, cause he, you know what he's like with the gin, he's red face and everything. It was unbelievable. <laughs> just yeah. think Fez, Andy Farrell. Yeah. yeah. What now? Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, it's 18 pounds, that's, that's just a steady away summer, isn't it? That's not a big one, is it? <laughs> that was a week, though. <laughs> that was in a week. Swift breaking play, gentlemen, for our series sponsor, Betmate. I'm enjoying this game. We're getting into it, aren't we? It's getting serious, isn't it? I'm actually learning more about football as I'm playing. I didn't have a clue at most of the players, so I've just literally winged it last week. Well, for those who don't know, Betmate, it's seven, seven aside fantasy football. You choose a different team every week and we're involved every week, aren't we? And this week we've got our Under the Cosh Special League. Free game? Free game. Free to enter? Free to enter. If you're putting the code UTC5 on signing up, you get £5 in your bucket, a free fiver. And then we've got the Under the Cosh Free League, which we picked our teams for. Cut the crap, lads. Who's your captain? Harland. Harland. Um- Harland. <laughs> Nottingham Forest away. Harland is dangerous. He's getting nine. <laughs> Who's your vice captain? I've gone Mason Mount. Kevin De Bruyne. Don't ask us why. Mitrovic. Pickford in goal at home to Leeds. Sean Dyche, Revolution. Leeds are shite. But this is going to be interesting. Like every week we're going to do our seven aside team. Game changer. You get points for tackles. Yeah. So pick a midfield war horse. That's Thomas, thing, isn't it, with Thomas Party, he'll pick up a lot of points for me. Yeah. I think we should have a, a forfeit for the end of the season. Who does this? We've got yeah, to come 100%. up with something. Something degrading. <laughs> no problem at all. It's my middle name. <laughs> <laughs> you look so proud then. <laughs> but I think there's 20 winners. If you want to get yourself involved, get UTC free in when you click join the league. Fertre-e-e. Fertre-e-e. Everybody thinks they're a manager, don't they? Let's we'll find out now. Put your, put your money where your mouth we'll is. So this is going to be a league for under the cosh listeners? Yeah. If you're listening or watching, get involved. This is just us. Very intimate. This is, yeah, this is going to be nice pretty. and intimate. I'm taking it serious. I'm putting a suit on on Saturday. <laughs> so the link's in the description. If you're watching, uh, or just go to the App Store, bet mate, and get that UTC 5 in to get your £5 free 
deposit and then join the, the free league UTC free. And you're in the league for this weekend. Game on. I'm excited. Short time. I'd, I'd like to say good luck, lads, but... I'm in my kitchen on Saturday, mate. Suit on. Deep heat in the room. I've got one of them dispensers. Her dispensers, but I'm just deep eating bottle. <laughs> Chapter lads, come on lads, we can do I this. Was, if we're going down that road, I'm going Gatorade water water fountain. I'm going to be kicking that round kitchen if it's, if it's all going to shit and half time. Get a Bielsa jobby and sit in corner. Yeah, I'm going to sit in a bucket. <laughs> Pathetic. So you've got Kieran Trippier in the squad. Yeah. Uh, Keith Tracy. Keith Tracy. Keith Tracy. Previous guests. Yeah. yeah. Trips, big Voxy. Yeah, it was a good squad. Like, I don't know if Voxy was there yet. He might have been in there because Voxy had a, a loan spell and came back. But yeah, Trips had come in. Typical trip. The first day he came in, Gucci hat, Gucci shirts, like the, you know, the, the actual, the, the G's. And you're like, what is going on here with this kid? But what a <laughs> footballer. Absolutely, what a footballer and great lads. He ended up coming to my wedding and still in touch with this day. So. He's gone on to uh, a little bit of a better career than I did. He's but doing all right. For he's doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He probably, probably watched this. I don't know if he's seen the comments, but when we done him and he got that uh, Louis Vuitton jumper on, any, and the comment was, "That's fake." Louis Vuitton have never done a jumper like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you need to show the receipt or what, but <laughs> I don't think he needs a fake. I don't think he needs a By fake. the way, it says a lot about Eddie Howe as well because he'd heard that you were back over mm-hmm. and got in touch, didn't he? And welcomed you to the. Yeah, like, I mean, so we've I've been over for the week here and I got to the Fulham game and I got in touch with the assistant manager and he, he said, yeah, bring him in after the game. Like to, to do that after such a big game, you score last minute St. James to win the game and, and he still had five minutes for me after all these years. So Definitely. it does it does say a lot about him. So And he actually said, I thought he was taking the piss, but he said, Eds, I was telling him when I heard you were coming, I told him what a fucking player he was. And I, I swear to God, I, I waited for the punchline. I was, the, <laughs> I was like... I, Really? <laughs> no, no, seriously. Yeah, he said you just... You You've joked about it a few times now, but did you actually think you were that decent? No, nah, yeah, I did. I, I did. I, there was times, it was almost an imposter syndrome where you think, fuck, you know, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't be at Newcastle, I shouldn't be doing this, but... You've got to believe, right? You've got yeah. to believe you're good enough, and, and I think I did. I don't think I was a centre-half, and I still say this to the day, I think I was a centre midfielder. I just think I was... When I came over, I came over as a centre midfielder, but I think the game just passed me by because it was so quickly. It was so quick here, and I wasn't quite up to the standard. Eventually, the Newcastle just went, "I fuck off back to center half." <laughs> Go and I didn't see the game. It. I could see everything, so and it's just stuck. But did Adio put you back in midfield? He did. He, saw, he, he played me in midfield quite a bit. Yeah. So it's, to be fair, so did Daishi. So did Daishi a few yeah. a few times. Yeah. Do you so, think if you had a run when you were younger? Yeah. Just getting used to it, that might have been you. I think so. I think so. I didn't necessarily have the pace, but it was. Maybe in a defensive midfield position and or whatnot, but <laughs> and his stories on Keith. Well, it's, yeah, I know Keith. Listen, Keith is Keith. Keith had a Keith had a rough go of it, but he, he was a great water footballer. I got Keith's move to to Burnley by being shit against Preston, <laughs> but yeah, he he absolutely tore me a new one um, at Burnley at home, and then he got his move to I think Eddie Howe bought him after that, but. Um, yeah, Keith was, Keith was a funny one. I mean, my mate would pick me... I think we played Fleetwood away. And you know when you're buzzing after... You, you've played well. You know you're going out that night. And you know that feeling. And I just... I remember seeing a Keith in the back of the car going, are you not... Like, are you not excited? Are you don't... And he just went... Nah, he just didn't love the game. He just didn't... At that point, he was... Just didn't love it. Like, I, like I loved the feeling of playing and playing well. And maybe that's because I didn't fucking play a lot. <laughs> but... 
he just didn't have it at the time and, and you could see it he, he meant it he wasn't just saying you know some players that's oh, i can't be bothered to like he really couldn't be bothered and he had all the ability in the world do you like daesh loved him he sport well enough. loved him yeah. yeah well look what he did and i, I remember those times he like keith would have his, his rain jacket on daesh would say come on like they would go they would run around burnley i don't know any manager that would do that for someone nah. even just to squeeze that last little bit of out of him if they could and, and if he didn't, at least he was still trying to help him, right? Going back to what you said about Allardyce, <clears throat> as a, getting to know him as a person, mm -hmm. away from football, just 100%. helping him. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. And, it, and he tried. And, and you know what, Taishi would do that with anyone, though. He, do that, he did that with trips. He would just ask, first and foremost, are you okay as a, as a, as a person? So yeah. I think that's, for me, that's management, really. Yeah, definitely. Did they not offer you a contract then, the end of that season? Burnley? Nah, so that was... That's you a in and out? One. With Daesh. Yeah, in and out, but like, with Daesh, it was, with Daesh, we were flying. There was no in, it was, you played a role. Like, he played, I think it was a stat, we, he played the same consecutive starting 11 for X amount of games, and we were flying, so. If you're in, you're in. You're in, you're in, and then you come on, you do a fucking role. If you don't, you're not getting back in. Yeah. So, whether that was right back, left back, center half, center midfield with him, I, I, you play a role. It was the best season ever, man. It was promotion, like, you're flying, the town's buzzing, it's yeah. good. You're going out on a Tuesday after training, it's, everything's going well. So were you, were you disappointed not to get, be offered another contract at Burnley? So Burnley was a tough one um, because, again, we talk about being established. And it, whether I played 22 games, you felt part of something. You felt part of a yeah. club, far, part of a, of a team, and it was a group of lads that I absolutely loved. Um, but if I saw it come, I think... Looking back now, you can kind of see the signs of the last couple of games of that season. I, th I kind of held on hope that I would get one. Possibly, I think if we didn't get promoted, I might have got one. Yeah. But I think when Daishi pulled me in, it was, it was more of a, listen, Ed, you're, you're too good of a player not to be playing week in, week out. And, and I, can't, I can't guarantee you that in the Prem. So it's one of them. And if, they've, if they've let it run to a couple of games to go or whatever, you, you have again, to you have see it coming. But, I was, but I, I was naive to these things. I was naive to how football, because I'd always had a contract. Right? I'd always, it would be like, okay, we, even I got another one under Eddie Howe at Burnley. So it's just, it kind of sorted itself out. And this was the first time I was like, fuck, what do I do now? Mm. So was it a case at that point then of speaking to your agent at the time and we've got to find someone? Yeah, and it was kind of like panic button. The, the whole thing was just wild. Like we talk about, I literally walked out of Burnley in tears with a, like a bin bag over. My mates come and pick me up down the lane at Burnley training ground and that was it. Like, it's like, what, what do I do now? And I mean, we went to the pub <laughs> and then that was it. It was like a summer of, it was just a debacle because we went promotion party the next day. So we went end of the season party, like award ceremony, released the next day, all there with trips straight to the airport to Marbella for promotion party. And then the lads met me out there for my bachelor party. So I had another three days. So it was absolutely, I was like Jordan Belfort getting off the plane <laughs> in Switzerland by the time, by the end of it. <laughs> and I had to fly back to Canada and get married in Jamaica. So it was like there and I had a one-year-old and I had no club. I'm, I'm, I'm at the resort in Jamaica, texting my agent, trying to figure something out. And I think like I, I ended up at Birmingham and I mean, big club and everything, but had I been, I don't know, more guidance or kind of pressed the pause button a little bit, waited it out. I think I just hit the panic button a little bit. Were you actually nervous, like thinking, I've not got a club or were you? Quite yeah, I was, I was. And, and you think, I mean, my stock should have never been higher through my career, really. Like 22 games in a promotion winning season. Um, 
and I, I thought more teams would be in for me, and they could have been. And I felt, but, was, that, was Birmingham a bit of a circus then as well? Yeah, yeah, I think the owner was in jail in another country, and... <laughs> no, no, do, no, do your contract negotiations yeah, yeah, yeah. on the phone for it? I had uh, an offer from Millwall. It was a few things, a few things percolating, but like Birmingham came up and Lee Clark was a manager and it, was, it, it wasn't too far from where I was living in Manchester, the missus and the little one, and we made our way down and fucking lived in the, the village in Sully Hall for a little bit. And, and I, I think my problem with, at Birmingham was I didn't really buy into it straight away because I, I wanted to be at Burnley still, yeah. right? So I hadn't really, hadn't really let it go yet. So if yeah. that was p part of the problem, but I mean, I got player of the month the first two, two months. And then Clarky got sacked, so another manager gone. Was he good for you, Lee Clark? Obviously, yeah. had a few, yeah, few months. Brilliant. I like, I loved him. Lee Clark, uh, Steve Watson, Alan Thompson. That was a staff. So it was three lads who I knew from like the majority legends, yeah. right? So, I mean, it was funny when Clarky got when when Clarky got sacked. I'd give it a day or two before you know you ring him and, and stuff. And I rang him. He went. Fucking hell, I was waiting for this. This is the cunt who got me sacked. Because <laughs> <laughs> I lost Matty Mills on the back post in the corner and we got beat up 1-0 at Bol uh, Bolton at home and he got sacked after it. And it was fucking hell. She was in the pub. laugh. He was, he was, you, know, you know exactly how he said it. <laughs> she couldn't get it away. <laughs> he was hilarious, man. Was he still taking Terry Mack with him? No, so was I think he, Terry, Terry was there the year before at Birmingham. Because remember, they stayed up last day of the season, Paul Carter scored. Then Terry Mack left, I think, and then uh, I signed. Did you have him at Newcastle? Like? I had Terry Mack in Newcastle, yeah. He like, just had his phone like that, putting bets on. Just had the horses, hands in his pockets, <laughs> just walking around, talking to each other, talking to the lads. It was brilliant. <laughs> just a buffer. What was exactly the with the appearance or win bonus or something? Oh, so it was one of my, one of my appearances at Newcastle. Spurs away. We were um, we were winning four one, I believe. I think it was the game that Obafemi scored an absolute worldie. Remember, and uh, it was coming close to Christmas, and I was on a good win bonus at the time. I wasn't on much of a wage, but the win bonus in the first team was crazy. So I've, I've called. I said, "I'm calling Terry Mack." He was up on the on the bench. I was like, "Terry, Terry, I was like, fucking any chance of an appearance?" And he, I swear to God, he walked up to Kevin Keegan on the touchline, and they had a little word, and he looked back, and Kevin Keegan looked back. He went. Can you play right wing? I went, fucking play anywhere. I need to, I need to my <laughs> like Terry Mack went, 500 quid. I went, okay, Terry. <laughs> I never. So you don't him. mind that? No, no, fuck no. Was that the win bonus? <laughs> get to play at, old, uh, sorry, White Hart Lane. No, that's what Terry wanted. The win bonus was much more. Yeah, yeah, Terry, Terry said 500 quid for him. What was the win bonus? It was like three and a half grand or something. And plus Brilliant, the appearance, man. plus I was like, yeah, fucking. 500 quid. That's a good deal, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Teddy, you should have to get it after. Teddy, I think it's just 750, big. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, he was a legend. Man. So, yeah. You look at the appearances now, and people look, I think it was 25 in the Prem for Newcastle, and that's one of them. <laughs> Were you in and out again at, at Birmingham after? Well, so Rowett came in after. Yeah. Uh, and just, uh, no, again. <laughs> this is a good one. So, Clarky mm. gets sacked. Uh, it was Neil, it was it Crosby. Malcolm Crosby was a manager for what for one game. Bournemouth away, Eddie Howe's Bournemouth. Within eight and a half minutes, I'd given a goal away and been sent off. Callum Wilson had run in behind and dragged him <laughs> down eight and a half minutes. And in fact, we don't have a manager. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so I've got changed. And my mates are there, a couple lads up from London, one from Liverpool. And they, they're in the pub at this point. They've gone, well, Jesus, we're not sticking around to watch this. It finished 
8-0, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just, every goal, I'm sat in the director's box. Like, oh, fuck, you know. <laughs> and we get, I get into the car after that, and I swear to God, one of my mates just kind of fosters put in just like, just, because it was silent. I'm like, Jesus, lads, I can't go out. I, we can't, we can't, no, we can't, we can't, we can't, we can't. <laughs> we went out, we went out. And I think it was like something like, I think, I believe it was Nathan Redmond's dad who's a diehard Birmingham City fan, saw us. There was a couple of lads. It wasn't just me out, but I went out with my mates. It was a couple of lads and, and that was it. He, he was like, you cannot be out. And, and that was it. They, they found out. We, I mean, I had a couple the next day as well. Uh, I mean, the you lads were in London. You get dragged so, in. Yeah, that, they weren't very happy. We had no manager, right? So then I'm- then Might as well go out then. then. Well and you were suspended. And it was suspended. <laughs> and uh, it were only one nil when you got sent off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I gave it away, but <laughs> them useless bastards, weren't they? But, uh, Imagine the audacity just walking in after going, lads, it was 1-0 when I was It wasn't my fault. <laughs> after yeah, seven. I, think Malcolm, I think Malcolm Crosby turned to me and went, and you, 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 you I'm not going to get the job now. I'm like, well, I didn't think you were getting it anyway, Malcolm. Let's be honest. Let's be a bit overambitious. It's Malcolm, a bit overambitious. But yeah, so that... That was that, but I was suspended when Raoul came in. So that's Raoul's first game. So he goes, well, he went and signed Michael Morrison, who was unbelievable against Wolves away, and I never played again. So back out on loan and went to Huddersfield for the end of the season. Yeah, so that was that. Spent the six months at Huddersfield with Chris Powell, which was good. I enjoyed it. Great manager, great guy, mm -hmm. really good guy. I didn't even go back to Birmingham. I didn't even think I stepped foot back in there. I went to Sheffield United after that for a season. Alone again. Alone again, yeah. yeah. Still under contract at Birmingham, but I had two years at Birmingham. But I called Rowett and he was sound with me. You know what? And, and he was one of the guys who would just, one of the managers that would tell you straight. It's not like beating around the beach. He's like, no, it's not, you don't fit. No problem. Can I go? Can I yes. go on loan? Yeah, perfect. Because you know, I mean, numerous stories about managers just bullshitting. Bullshitting you and not yeah. letting you go out on loan, just yeah. leaving. But he's just like, go and play football. 100%. And he was, and he was sound about it. So, Excuse me, I was in dialogue with him like back in the preseason because I, I think I had the gold cup that summer for Canada. So I came in late, went, I don't even think I went back to Birmingham and I just said, and Sheffield United popped up and wanted to go. League one, massive club. Because oh, you, you, you missed preseason, but you were fit from the, fit the gold, from the gold cup. So yeah. yeah, so that happened every two years for us. Just talking about that, you know, because when did you get your first cap? Were you Burnley? Right. I'm not sure. I think I got my first cap and then I had a, then I didn't get called up for a little bit. And then I was up in the yeah. So first cap was Greece. Because do you think that affected your selection at club level, nipping off playing um, for, for Canada? Sometimes I think because sometimes you, I mean, from here you're going to like it's not bad, but you're going to Saint Lucia and Saint Kitts and you're playing, you're winning six, seven, nothing on a cr cricket field. But then you're back on a Wednesday, yeah. Thursday, trying to play on a Saturday. Yeah, right? you need a rest. Exactly. So you're and you're saying no, you're popping sleeping pills to get some rest. Your body clock's all over, and you play Saturday and. You've got to play well, right? Or he, or the, ex the excuses aren't yeah. there. So, yeah. but yeah, but I, I would never. It's playing for Canada, yeah, right? yeah. playing for international. So, how many cups do? did you get? Forty-two, I believe. I wanted to get to at least fifty, but what was the start? Because they've obviously yeah. kicked on, haven't they? Yeah. What was it like when you were playing? It wasn't. You know what? It wasn't. There was some good players, but there's some bad players. Like we, there was a there was a few unattached FC where they just didn't have clubs. But you had players playing international who didn't actually have a club like a, which was crazy there was no Alfonso there was no Tejan Buchanan there was no players at big clubs like I mean apart from me 
It wasn't huge then. There was no infrastructure in yeah. Canada at the time. What, what were your thoughts going on international duty? Were you thinking, I get home or I go to St. Lucia or St. Kitts and we have a bit of a jolly up and, and I get a cap? Or were you like frustrated thinking, I'm going over there and it's going to be a fucking shower of shit? No, I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Whether it was a shower shit or not, I still loved it. Um, a lot of time too, we would play if it was, a, if it was World Cup qualifiers because we started like way early in the rounds, but we'd always have a game in Toronto. So I'd be home. Yeah. So I, yeah. it, was, it was a free trip home as well. My family would get to see me, things like that. So it was good to get a couple of days there. So and you're representing your country as exactly, well. Exactly. Exactly. So you never turn it down. And, and I did. I really enjoyed it. It was for me, I was really passionate about playing for Canada. I mean, I can just see you in training, going, picking the ball up and saying, right, until that fucking bartender there is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. fucked off, this training yeah, is not yeah. fucking yeah. starting. He's shit. <laughs> <laughs> We've got him there, bear. What the, uh, well, go on. <laughs> bear, trying to think I want to go bear trainer. But yeah. know, it's probably not a job, Lumberjack. <laughs> <laughs> you know, bear trainer. Bear training. <laughs> I was thinking of something Canadian, like, you know, bears. Oh, yeah. Uh, renowned for it. <laughs> Training birds. Circuses. World renowned. <laughs> they get it all in. You need to get a Canadian yeah. in here. Train that bird. He just breeds Newfoundlands, that fucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of something Canadian, like, bear just came into my head. What was the, uh, what was the, uh, who was the biggest names you played for internationally? Played with, against, sorry. Uh, we had a good one uh, against Columbia. At Red Bulls Arena in in New Jersey, that was good because that was uh, it was just full of Colombians. There's no Canadians there, but Rodriguez played, uh, Falcao. It, it was a good. It was after the World Cup when Rodriguez scored that banger. So it was uh, no, that was good. Games against the US were good. To be fair, you're always pissing in the wind, aren't you? When your dad just says, "I played Pele, <laughs> Pele." Yeah, I played with Matty Patterson. <laughs> Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you had that, that spell at Sheffield United, was, was your contract up at Birmingham then? The no, so I, I was still, I was on a, a year-long loan. So I did Sheffield United and then uh, that was it at Birmingham. So I'm a two-year. Were you thinking, right, I'll give the MLS a go? Or were you thinking maybe I could find something else? Well, no, it's another, another... I mean, not so funny story, but like, yeah, it wasn't a great season at, at Sheffield United. Personally, I had a good season and, and I loved it. I think it was a massive club. I love playing the football and I, I enjoy playing with under Nigel Atkins. So the season finished. I was going away on my holidays. Literally, I had a meeting with Atkins. He said, I want to keep you. We'll go look to get something done. No problem. Get in the car, drive to Manchester Airport, fly to Tenerife with my wife and daughter. I land, <clears> turn my phone off. Nigel Atkins been sacked. Turn my phone on. Nigel Atkins been sacked. Within one hour, my agent's got a hold of Wilder. Wants nothing to do with me. Mm. And that's it. That's it, right? So that's your summer. So I'm back to two years ago thinking, the fuck do I do now? Have you still got a year left at Birmingham? No, though? so I'm up. Free. I'm up, right? So I'm free. You're open to stay on at Sheffield I was on. Yeah, that was the point. So he, he, he'd offered. It wasn't obviously anything. He just said, yeah, we'll get something sorted. So you go away thinking, no problem. And then that happens, so... Then you start looking, and at that point, I'm 28. 
and the MLS had been sniffing around. Carl Robinson was a manager at Vancouver. Yeah, Marabo, yeah. Marabo. yeah, great lad. So he, he'd been in touch. And I'd always wanted to go back, go full circle type thing. And, and I didn't want to miss the opportunity because they were talking about players not coming back. And, and in hindsight, I probably pulled the trigger on that a little bit too soon. And, and then obviously what happened after that. So. I thought, going back to Sheffield, you know, I thought when Atkins got that job that he's, he was going to be the man to sort them out. Yeah. Why well, didn't it work? You know what happened? I think we played, we played four at the back for, for the longest time and things weren't working. It was me and Neil Collins. Maybe that's why it wasn't working. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking shit the ginger pelly, isn't he? <laughs> then we changed to a back three and we absolutely started popping teams, but it was too late. And then we didn't win a couple at the end of the season. We just missed out in the playoffs. But, it, but it, we, were, we had Paul Coots, um, Chris Basham. Remember, do you play Jay McEvely? Yes. Oh, yeah, Jay yeah. Mack, yeah. <laughs> Jay I, bet Mack. Took, I bet he took you up Jose a couple of times. Yeah, so Billy Sharp was scoring goals for fun. And it was, I mean, we should have, we should have won the league. Simple, but just one of those things. And, uh, but I was, I was, I wanted to stay and I, and I would have, I hundred percent would have enjoyed it there. It was a great club. Great club. That's how fucking football, man. That's how like sliding doors it is. Mm -hmm. You got on your thing, you got on your plane, you're thinking, right, I'm, I'm going to get so out of Sheffield United. Yeah. You land, you get in Lineker's in Tenerife and it's all fucking gone tits up. <laughs> Usually does in Lineker's. <laughs> <laughs> what happened in Vancouver? So the seasons, the seasons are obviously a little bit offset. So when I, it was their summer transfer window. So they'd already had half the season. And in Vancouver, it's the most beautiful place in the world in, in the summer, right? So you, they always have a little bit of a slump because the, the Latins love the beach, right? And uh, <laughs> Was it warm enough to sunbathe? Oh, it's beautiful out there. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Right on the beach. Like it's, you're right in the ocean, right? Pacific Ocean's there and, and it's, proper like it's it's beautiful out there but um so I, I've played nine games and that was it was different a lot more like it's a little it's a completely different game it's way more athletic well to what I was playing at the time and um it was just a, a bit of a rude awakening it took me nine nine ten games finished the season I came back here funny enough and was like kind of just looking around I went to Barry and I think there was something there for me at Barry when remember when Barry was paying good money at the time Oh, uh, oh, he does. And there was something there. So I get on the plane, go home, and I went on a golf trip to uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, for my mates. It was like a little bachelor party. There's three of us. And the first night I got hit by a car. No, what? I got hit by a car. So, like, in a hit and run. So I, I was in, in Old Town Scottsdale. They have golf carts that drive you as taxis. So it's like an airport one. So two, two, and two facing backwards. And I was on the right-hand side one, and uh, he's taking a left-hand turn. And you're on the road, right? You're on an oncoming traffic. So people think, oh, I got hit. I was in a golf cart, or I was pissed. Or we were just driving to dinner. And I remember he took a left, and I fell out the car into oncoming traffic. And I'd done like a bit of an army roll to stay on my And fucking looked up, and the headlights were coming from my, my head. So I've turned, and I took the hit in the side, and it's just... My knee just turned to spaghetti, but lucky I got. So he hit me, and then pulled up next to me, and then took off. So I got off the road because I think more cars were coming to to just to get to safety. And um, they, uh, I just remember my mates were there. They, I, I got to them, and I got to my pal who they were footballers, and I. He was like, you "Okay," I was like looking around, I'm like, "Okay, I'm not bleeding." And then I went to step down, and just my whole leg just went like that. So. I, was, I just looked at him and went, that's done. I knew it. 
So have you come out of the golf cart? Yeah, so he's turned left, I'm on the right-hand side, and I've gone out this, so I've gone to grab the handle, and just, you know when you stumble out, but you're going at pace? Yeah. So I've gone to like, a, like an army roll. It was a good roll. <laughs> <laughs> then I've gone, as I've looked up, I just thought, I've got to do something here. I've jumped in and turned into it and protected my head. And I've gone back, I've landed on the ground, like on the cement and just, just completely ripped my back open. But the damage was to the knee mm. and the hip. And he's pulled up, taken a look at you and just drove off. Yeah, so still never found him to this day. Still ongoing. But it's like a sort of film, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. So it's, yeah, it's been a tough, that was a tough one. So it wasn't, I'd never been injured in my career. I, I, up until that point, I think I had a hernia, whichever and those are. And were you standard. contracted with Vancouver? Contracted with Vancouver. Right, so at least you got. Yeah, so what happened then was, listen, the, the medical department there was unbelievable because the head guy there is now the head guy at the Golden State Warriors <laughs> working with Steph Curry and it was unbelievable. So they got me straight in, top surgeons, everything. With, without that, I probably would never have kicked the ball again because it was double ligament, MCL, PCL, completely torn meniscus ripped from the root but where i was from in canada where i flew back to the next day which was a fucking terrible flight home um after getting hit by an suv uh, but i i they had the top surgeons there so that i just I, luckily i was at home yeah. so i had all the surgery done there and then eventually they brought me back out to vancouver and it was uh you can have someone on injured reserve there where the league covers the salary but it doesn't come off the salary. So I go off the salary cap. No one, I probably would have never, I, I didn't kick a ball that season, so, but they don't have to pay me. The league pays you. So I got, uh, I got paid and got looked after. And then, and then I got shafted when I got fit. So I don't think they ever f f thought I was going to get fit again. And then I came back to preseason the following year. It was 18 months, I think the injury. And, uh, now it just there was nothing there for me and kind of bounced around after that so is the you know on this uh the league paying the wages mm -hmm. is that for the entirety of your contract or the entirety of your injury it's contract right so but what happens in the mls is you can you can get compensation so but the problem was mine wasn't on the field so if you pull if say you roll your ankle and you're out for ligament six six weeks you put a claim in you get 30 grand or you pull your hamstring you might get five grand if you're out for a couple of weeks. So you get paid for being injured. So, but I got nothing because it, it happened off field. Right. right. So if you were getting on the field injury, you, you can claim against the league. Yeah, yeah, you claim. Uh, well, I don't even know. I couldn't tell you exactly who it's against, but you put a claim in and uh, you get some decent dough from it. But I didn't have that. <laughs> so mine's, mine's going through uh, my later, I'm just going to phone Neil Collins. <laughs> 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 there you go. I'll have a three insurance scam going round. How was your name now? It's you know, it's not too bad. I don't I try not to do too much on it. So I ended up playing in the, the Canadian league after that a couple a couple of years and but it's uh it's tough. It's tough and it's cold out, that's for sure. Um, it's been a tough 18 months. It was tough. It was tough, but you know what? Like I gone all this time, so, all these Times back and forward, my, my wife and daughter are back in Canada, coming back, spending a couple weeks here, a couple weeks there. It's finally a time to just kind of like, you know, when you just go, go, go. I actually took a deep breath and kind of spent some time with my wife and kids in a beautiful, like beautiful area, went to the beach, stuff like that, and rehabbed. But shit, not playing. It was I, like, they never actually told me that I wasn't supposed to play again. So I think that was a good thing because I kept going and, and kept working my way back and thinking that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play here. And then you just kind of drag it out, right? By the way, as well, take football out of the equation. If you've done a rollout of a car, if you can't, do you ever look at it and think, I 
being half lucky there. Yeah. If a car's traveling. Mate, hundred. well, that's, without sounding like, I don't wanna be too dramatic about it. And guarantee, whether this is like blacking out or flashing between, before your eyes, all I thought to myself at that moment was protect your head. And that's all, like the headlights was, and I jumped in like that. And I knew I was okay, but then I, and I remember just going back, back, back. And then, then I blacked out and it was like, that, after that's adrenaline, because what happened to my knee, I shouldn't have ran off the road. So 100% it has to be adrenaline, yeah. right? So get there and then I'm in the hospital in, in Arizona and all I can, because the police are, are saying, Let's, you gotta go to the hospital. And I'm thinking to myself, I can't, I'm not going to the hospital in the States. I know what this is like. It's gonna cost me a fortune. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. So much is going on. It cost a fortune. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so we're dealing with that and is, you know. Them deers have got no chance, have they? No. No, and then and no, and then no yeah. jump. Yeah. Like, no, think, oh, I need yeah. to jump now. They're not oh, jumping as high as me. Fuck boy, all the birds are trained, don't they? They just jump out of the so it's all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, do, do you know, do you know you, you're overriding thoughts on your career and everything. Obviously, you went at 28, wasn't it? 28, yeah. 28 back over there. Do you think it could have been so much better? Yeah. I mean, that's it. Yeah, I, I do think so. But it's, I don't look back on it like and sit and, and dwell on that. I, I look back and, and, and truly am like grateful for, for the opportunity to, to be here because I know, I know how many people around the world want to play football. I know yeah. how many people in Canada want to play football. And I got an opportunity to do it, right? So, fuck, I worked hard. I worked hard to do it. But, yeah, I mean, a kid from Kitchener, Ontario should never play for Newcastle United and score against... Manchester United on their debut, right? It's but it happened. So I think that's what I look to instead yeah, of I think the you've got what a ifs, that, right? Yeah. Guess, instead of the what ifs. Yeah. I mean, in the in the depths of it, when you're sat there with a knee brace on, you're thinking, I should have done this, I should have done that, and but then I makes did you stronger. Do, but then when you think, I did do this, I yeah. did do that. Yeah, you're proud. It's unbelievable. You're proud no yeah. matter what. And you never got to see Burnley, would you? Oh, Turf Moor, <laughs> legendary. <laughs> <laughs> what are you up to now? Uh, so when I retired from the Canadian Premier League, so the Canadian Premier League started um, and it was kind of like a startup company with four, eight teams. But what happens is because we had the World Cup, it, you have to have your own domestic league. And Canada's tried it before. When my dad was there, that, that's what they tried, but there was no, no real good infrastructure for it. Now there's big money in it. It's all the, the American football guys have, have thrown money into it and it's proper. So FIFA has to make sure we have a league. So it's, it's gonna be here for a little while at the very least and played two years, won the champion. I mean, you go all this time, I've got no knee and I win my first trophy at, at 31, 32. And then we win the second year. But as I said before, that was in COVID. So it was like a bubble tournament. And at that point I'm 32 playing with a bunch of young kids and the league's supposed to be for young kids coming through. So I made the I made the decision to retire, and, and lucky enough, I, I moved on the coaching staff there. So I'm I'm one of the assistants at the team I retired from in, in Canada. So it's uh, that, and I've got my own uh, coaching company, which we're here in England with a couple players, just training a, a few clubs and stuff. So it's it's good. Do you think, good. Do you think after good. the World Cup, obviously it's going to be four years, near enough in it, three and a half years. Do you think it'll kick on Canadian football? 100. percent Yeah, it's it's like it's bubbling up it's just waiting for the right thing to to happen obviously the league and and the players that we've got now like the alfonso's and stuff like that so yeah i think it, it after the world cup it'll definitely kick on it will add probably i think our league will probably get to about 10 or 12 teams you can only have so many right because of the travel yeah 
Um, but other than that, we're not trying to replicate what the MLS is doing. We're not trying to do that. Like you've already got teams bought in, like Atletico Madrid owns a team in the league, right? So they bought a team. So they're looking at like Bayern Munich's interested in owning a team, Red Bull, right? Those are the types of things. Because why wouldn't you buy a team for, I don't know, 10, 15 million instead of an MLS franchise for 350, 400 million, mm. right? And the, the Canadian league, I think you fairly certain you get the, like the owners share the, the profits, like profit sharing. So it's an interesting, it's an interesting dynamic there. And it's exciting to, to like learn my trade and coaching there. I'm working with a really good coach there and, and learning quite a bit. So you're getting back seeing the boys every now and again, every so often. Yeah. So saw trips last week, uh, um, so yeah, just keeping in touch with the lads. It's good. It's good. You, it's tough being over there and the time change and whatnot. And everyone's got their own lives and kids. And, and but it's, it's been good. If you could play one game again out of Man United at home or your Canada debut, what would you go for? Yeah, Man United at home. Yeah, hundred percent. I think so. Captain in Canada was good. I did that in the World Cup yeah. or in, uh, in the Gold Cup. So that was that was big for me. I enjoyed that. Always an honor. I don't think, well, there's no higher honor in, in sport, I think, captain your country. Mm. And again, excuse my ignorance, but at the Gold Cup, is that like the Euros here? It's oh. like, uh, yeah, well, yeah, I guess so. It's like CONCACAF nations, right? So you've got your US, Honduras, Costa Rica, those, the teams that were representing and all in one tournament. And then the the St. Lucia's and the teams like that. So it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's like a summer tour across America. It's brilliant. You play in, in LA, Houston, all those places. So, well, if you are going to get a job over here, could you just leave it until after the world cup? Because we're hoping to stop at yours <laughs> for, for the, for the, for the, yeah, through the Toronto's, games. Toronto's got some games. You're more than welcome, lads. You're more than welcome. I love it. Do you ever think about sticking the suit on for old time's sake? Get a, an espresso sit in the old sandwich shop? Get the boys back together. That's what he's been doing all week. Back <laughs> in Newcastle, <laughs> so, yeah. we did that this morning. Yeah. <laughs> did you have a good trip. Well, to I can't believe you told that story, man. I sat outside a coffee, just outside a coffee, just drinking coffee. Oh, all the time, sake. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was good. It was good. They are brilliant, man. Yeah. Thanks thank you very much for coming on. Good, time good to see you, man. To, yeah. to see us. Top man. Thank you. That's brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode, and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, 
Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.